<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? 115. Great episode. Really, I mean, I know I always say that, and I want to stress this. The first half, the first 33 minutes before the mid-roll ads are awesome. And cozy. And cozy. Remember? And last. Remember? Yes, I do. <laughs> really. Co- it's kind of raining. It is raining here. Mm-hmm. Overcast, kind of Christmassy, holiday mm-hmm. feeling. Beautiful. Very snug in a bug with a rug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then something i'm like doing a commentary on the episode but like like after the break we come back and i think we had one of the best practical discussions of uh negotiating reality and your life mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. dealing with life from a spiritual perspective but in a very like helpful way talking about some things that have really helped us and yeah. it sparked like a lively like if this was a date i'd be like I'm gonna fucking ask that girl out again. I'm gonna ask that girl <laughs> I've out again. Met my match. I just feel like we should go out again. I can't. I'm losing that my was, voice too. That was uh, what's his name? Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. I kept thinking. Just come in and Hudson. have some porridge. <laughs> I can't do wow. it today. Wow. That's the only word I can say. In Owen Wilson voice. is a cat. Meow. Meow. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. So we'll get into the episode in two, three minutes after these ads. Thank you. And come see me on tour, PeteHolmes.com. I'm not even going to list the city. A city. So uh, it's it's been reduced to a city. So uh, listen to these ads. I'm going on tour. I'm not even going to tell you which city. <laughs> it means a lot when you uh, give these a try. And it's also, it is the holiday season. Why not give a fan, a friend of yours that also listens to this show, a Pete's pick? Because for real, for real, I absolutely love them. And I'm full of magic mind right now. And I'm wearing my perfect jeans right now. And my Apollo is set to rebuild and recover because I just got out of the sauna. You didn't need to know that. All right. Uh, here, are the, here, are the, here are the ads. <laughs> this isn't, I didn't even get this. I'm holding up for people watching it on video. I'm not even, I didn't fetch this for the ad. This is just constantly on my desk. What is it? It's a empty bottle of Magic Mind. Here it is. Matcha boosts your energy. Adaptogens helps you relax. Nootropics or nootropics. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Nootropics keep you focused and honey because it makes you happy. Uh, that's basically what it is. It's a productivity drink. It's not an energy drink. Maybe you've heard me offer it to the guests on the show. The reason is, sponsorship aside, I found these guys uh, through my friend James Bashara, and it's absolutely changed my life. And then I reached out. I was like, let's get a promo code for the weirdos. But it is absolutely a true Pete's pick in the sense that I use it. I use it every single day. Val uses it every single day. And there's nothing I found that is not only a great caffeine substitute, but also just a good caffeine co-pilot. Meaning if you take it in the morning with your coffee, the adaptogens round out the edges that are sometimes kind of staticky and stressful of too much caffeine. So it smooths out the experience, but also gives you those nootropics. I'm going to say nootropics this time that help you think lion's mane, natural things that help your noodle uh, focus, dial in. Don't expect wired, expect dialed in. It's got 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, which I already, uh, you know, which I already said. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find the word said. Uh, it's created to be taken daily for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. You get 30% more done on average. That's five to seven hours 
of 30% more productivity after drinking. When I'm on the road, one of the things I love about it, as opposed to something like coffee, which is way too much caffeine for me, taking this and knowing that it'll be clean out of me in about five hours, able to sleep, it doesn't give you those jitters, it doesn't keep you awake, but helps your mind dial into that perfect productivity, creativity, and honestly, like a really mood-elevated zone. Magic Mind is the daily morning drink for creators, entrepreneurs, comedians, I'm going to add comedians, and freelancers. Athletes have Gatorade, now creators have Creatorade. Like I said, it's not wired, it's dialed in. I've turned so many of my writer friends onto it, my creator friends, my comedian friends. It is absolutely 100% no shit, a secret weapon in my arsenal. I travel with it. I have it in my car. I have it in my carry-on. I absolutely love it. So try it 15 to 30 minutes before you need something done. You need to get into that flow state you will fall in love, I promise. Helps fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and even some ADD symptoms getting you into that flow state. And we have a special offer for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird to get a limited 20% off your first order. That's www.magicmind.co slash weird and use promo code WEIRD for 20% off. And, you know, get your caffeine game dialed in. I really think this is the stuff of the future, meaning we're going to look back on these times like Mad Men and be like, how are we only drinking coffee? Either drink this instead or drink this with your coffee. There will be no turning back, I promise. It's an absolute, absolute game changer. All right, everybody. A podcast. We became pirates while you were listening to those ads. Let's get into the episode. So glad you're here. This is We Made It Weird, number 115, December 2nd, 2022. Get into it. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. (laughs) I want to paint a picture for you. I'm going to open NPR style. Are we recording? (laughs) That's a first. I genuinely didn't think we were recording. Nabbed you. Did you get my time? I wish I had. Do it again. Sing it. It's a touch of the season when your love runs cold and you take up. We're so poor, both so gross. Do shine what you mean to me. Tell it to me slowly. Me what? Really wanna know? And it's terrible of the season for loving. I shouldn't do that to my poor voice. Why can't I keep a voice? I can keep a man. Why can't I keep a voice? I cannot keep a dang voice. That's true. No, yeah. I thought for a second, man. Yeah, it can keep a man. Well, no, you were. I, I mean, I am on my second marriage. If that's what you mean. Marriage numero dos. But I'm pretty sure I'm keeping this one. Pretty sure. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I was going to say, paint a picture. Paint, paint a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, when people <laughs> listen to podcasts, we were listening to my, my dad wrote a porno, mm-hmm. which is ending with dumb. Oh. 
We're out of here. Oh, I can't bear it. Very good. Thank you. Eight years, Belinda is done. Oh, no, don't say it. <laughs> if you guys make fun of me for being old, I can't do the other one. <laughs> yeah. They do it in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the dingy dang ding. Of, can you? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I'm not saying it's bad. It's this, That's why we have our... Our, our professional, our professional children. <laughs> you can't see this, but we have one of Leela's toys up. It's called the Nugget. If you're don't plug it, I'm gonna don't plug, plug it. The Nugget. <laughs> it's called the Nugget, and I'm gonna plug it. Uh, <laughs> that was it. It is really cool. They're like couch cushions, basically that you buy. It looks like a sex thing. Does it? That's never occurred to me. <clears throat> oh God, I'm gonna take a sip of tea. You've never seen like. In the back of like Maxim magazine, there's like a tri. It's just a triangle. They just oh, sell a triangle the cushion. harness for you to like hump. Not a harness. Did <laughs> I say harness? I said triangle. Somebody's just thinking about harnesses. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I didn't say the right. in a harness. <laughs> no, harness wasn't what I meant. I meant. It's like it's a triangle. I think for dog style, so oh. you can really get your rump in the hump. Okay. Get your rump in the hump with new sex triangle from the makers of Bugles. It's a similar <laughs> shape, but this one's for fucking not your taste buds. <laughs> um, like, like not for fucking your taste buds. Bugles, make no mistake. The, the announcer keeps going. <laughs> make no mistakes. Bugles. <laughs> Bugles do fuck your taste buds. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's all sped up like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And Bugles do lick your asshole on the way out. <laughs> but make, excuse me, let me try it again. Make no mistake. It is not. <laughs> what if there were a food that felt that was designed? I feel like Japan's on this. I'm going to say mm-hmm. with all love to Japan, mm-hmm. meaning it's a comp, meaning it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not not charging them for that. Although it is comped. Uh, <laughs> it is comped. Yeah. Riffing. <laughs> Uh, a food that's designed, it tastes okay. I'm going to say it tastes okay. Okay. Kind of like an unsweetened chocolate. It's not a great taste. Yeah, okay. A little bitter. Yeah. But interesting. But when you poop it out, it feels like like a, like a personal fan, like a very heavy Southern lawyer in a white suit might have. Like, a, like it's like a fan. But it's with very soft blades and they're wet and they kind of come out of your butt and it's very sort of like, like you didn't know you wanted it. Oh, we call I it still don't. <laughs> ass chews. Terrible. I'm open to other names. It's like cashews. Ass, ass chews. I didn't realize it was like cashews when I said it. Okay, forget the way that apparently that's what I want. A little. <laughs> I, I don't I know. It's good to know. I've said on the record many times, I wish my butt was a fun zone. It's, it's just, it, I mean, I'm sure somebody's listening going like, I could show you the world. Yes. Sure. <laughs> You're on a Shining, carpet and they're pulling out like. Of my butt? No. Yeah. You yeah. never had a friend out like me. Out of your butt. Woo. They're pulling out beads and yes. pulling out devices. Yeah. I, I get it. It seems like a lot of drilling to get to uh, a core that really is better served at the front. We're so dirty up top. We I don't been mean dirty to shame you. You did just shame. I didn't I'm mean just to. I don't feel shamed. I don't. You did just shame though. I did. Facts. I'm Facts. Just, no, I don't. I, I actually don't feel shame. <laughs> yeah. I think you're being considerate. Yeah. All I'm trying to yeah. say is if there was a, a food that was designed to feel good on the way out, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. That makes I'd sense. say that on PBS. <laughs> I'd say that on PBS. Are you talking about... Ass chews? <laughs> is this the moderator? <laughs> senator. I'm a senator. Are you talking about ass chews? <laughs> yes. The, 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 yeah, don't make the sound. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
of all the things we've done, mm -hmm. there's a girl who sells her toots, toots <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> no, it's on TikTok, toot talk, tutor oh talk. Oh my God. TikTok, tick toot. She sells her toots on TikTok. <laughs> And so we have that. Like what I'm saying is like, I, I, I don't even like when people are like, it's clearly simulation because it's like running out of novelty. So it's like trying to figure out new things. Mm. F that. I'm just saying as human beings go, we always like to do something new. Yeah. So, and right. you know what? Also in my defense, because we listened to my dad wrote a porno and because it was so fun, when they got to the juicy bits, I caught myself just lighting up a little bit more. So I'm trying mm. to give give not just the people what they want, give the other me's out there. And I don't mean that metaphysically. I just mean people that are listening to a podcast, maybe with their like wife, you. while they're driving down to the, do their show at Largo last night, yes. and they throw on a podcast, and I'm like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. This and, is metaphysical. And, yeah, <laughs> There's just, time travel. Well, time doesn't exist. And then <laughs> I'm just saying, like, maybe it's rainy and they're going down Laurel Canyon and they want something to take their mind off the impending doom of twisty turny twisty straw <laughs> somebody riding your butt in the rain traffic speaking of riding your butt it feels like a like that yeah I, why I, doesn't it exist Valerie your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> that's like the new presidential debate <laughs> to the candidates um, thank you for putting it to me I guess <laughs> Yeah, why? Uh, I mean, do you think anyone's... Like, real talk. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Do you think... And I'm going to... I'm not even going to load you with my thoughts. Okay. Any food corporation has ever considered it. We got things that feel intense in the mouth. I don't think... Intense Altoids, intense gums, Sour yes. Patch Kids. We're, we're all about mouthfeel, mouth explosion, cool, hot, yeah. spicy, afterfeel, afterbirth, all after that sort of stuff. Afterfeel. We're talking about the mm, afterfeel, Jim. Good afterfeel. Um, <laughs> but do you think they ever go like, guys, we're missing a whole, like half of the market. It's also being pooped. <laughs> like 50, per everything you eat is also pooped. And we're only servicing the in. What about the out? Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to front load you. I'm gonna, I think it's definitely yes. I'm going to, I'm going to answer this question like a candidate. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> you have 60 seconds. Oh, shoot. Okay. No, I, I knew you wouldn't like that. Even <laughs> yeah. as a gag, you have as much uh, time as you want. Uh, thank you so much. Because um, of the severity of the question. I do think potentially this is being discussed, but I don't think it's being discussed by the food corporation. Oh. I think that there is a, a uh, um, wide, oh, big wide world uh -huh. of perennial um, toys, toys, like in a huge market. There's like, it's like there's like electrocuting your, your bee hole, hole and, and there's a bee hole. Your bee hole. Because <laughs> um, I'm being a candidate, so I said bee hole. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can electrocute a beehole. Um, yeah. There's like, there is like, I can show you the world shining, shimmering, splendid. We've got shining. We That's got, the electric. Yeah. Shimmering. It's more of a water play. It's a water thing. Yeah. Splendid. That's just regular old. That's Splenda actually. Yeah. You sweeten it with Splenda. And you pour soda on it and it fizzes. Does Splenda and soda fizzy? No. I bet it does. Maybe. Uh, but whole I do. <laughs> it cuts back to the moderator and they're just making like a come on face. <laughs> like we let you get away with one butthole and now she's working in another one. Um, but I don't think that it's something that the food court, the food administrators, big food, big food <laughs> yeah. would consider because we've lost contact with our bodies, our bodies. Yeah. The fact that like what we eat, comes out and like even directly like affects our poops you think a lot about that 
Okay, I feel attacked. <laughs> All right, I feel attacked. My opponent here thinks almost too much about that. And it cuts to me and I'm just right. I'm looking, I have that neutral face. I'm not nodding, but I'm not not nodding, but I am writing vigorously off yes. like at the podium. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think about it a lot. Tostitos Celestias. Tostito Celestias. Which I think is actually very healthy. And you've taught me to kind of consider it, but I think most people are not I considering. Feel, really? Like I, I'm yeah. always talking about how it's going to feel when, when shat. No, you're always talking of you're scoring your poops. You're looking at like, d- you know, like different scoring. It sounds like I'm giving them lots of little cuts so they absorb like <laughs> corn flour. Well, maybe well, you're you in there for it. so long. I have okay. no idea what you're doing. Everybody. Um, but I, but you'll be like, you know, you're, you can make the connections. You're like, oh, we ate at this place yep. and I'm really feeling it with my poos this morning. Well, I got a good turnaround. There's not a big waiting room. You do have a good turnaround. Eat it, poop it. That's my policy. <laughs> and if you, a vote for me is a vote for a quick, a small waiting room. Yeah. Which is so surprising because you're so big. Yeah, you're right. It would, should be like Grand Central Station in there. Yeah. People getting lost. People taking little naps on the way out. We're yeah. talking about poops. <laughs> I think it started we, me, Kumail, Emily, and a and a rotating cast of comedians used to go to this Thai place. Mm. On did you ever come with us? I don't think you did. Night market song. Nope. Mm. On sunset in Thai town. Oh, Thai town. I think I know which one you're talking about, but I can't. Remember. Jitlada. Yeah, I was going to say Jambalaya. <laughs> Jambalaya. It's called Jitlada. It's still there. I think mm-hmm. it survived the pan. Mm-hmm. And that is where we used to eat and we loved it. And it was, it was the way you would order it is you'd say Thai spicy, mm. which sounds maybe like you're saying it wrong, but that is the correct way to say it. You say, I want this Thai spicy, please. Like that means like, like I'm a Thai person and we would eat it and we would sweat and Kumail's obviously Pakistani and he's sweating. That's how you know. We're eating a sauna, guys. Like, this is serious. It was the spiciest thing. It was also the most delicious. This is back when I ate meat. Mm. So we're dipping like beef in like a red pepper sauce like it was doing drugs you just had the the early 30s intestines yeah oh and by the way i'm Which not i I'm, don't even feel like i have and i am in my early 30s i know but i've aged you yeah, <laughs> you've aged me like a fine like, wine more like a cheese a cheese it's my cheese day <laughs> it's a cheat day but only for cheese <laughs> thank you you heard that already i said it to you in the car yesterday some of these will be repeats for us but for everyone listening they'll be like ah cheese day it's not so much a cheat day it's a cheese day you try it in the office it bombs oh god it's been documented yeah posterity yes okay so we would eat it oh i just wanted to clarify that i'm not being like anti-meat or pro-vegan or anything i'm just saying like when i say doing drugs it's as close as i've come to like the exhilaration of cutting or something yeah although i I would say your poops (laughs) you are the devil (laughs) you devil um you're not the devil I, don't know, I had a weird Christian and a weird Christian like um, heartburn. Don't, say that. don't like, say that I'm the devil or I'll become it. What is it called? <laughs> that is so funny. What is it? Gerd? You say it two Gerp? more times and look in a mirror. Yeah, I don't care for anything like that. No, me either. I still, I've never said Candyman once. <gasps> <laughs> I've only said Beetlejuice twice. Because it is cumulative. It's not, you don't have to say it five times in the mirror Mm-mm. in a row. It's 
over a lifetime. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you've dabbled with it five times, he'll count it. I believe the word you're looking for is GERD. Yeah, I have GERD. <laughs> I have evangelical GERD where it'll come up and yeah. I'll be like, this is what we were laughing about earlier. By the way, the point of Jitlada is we used to eat it and there's any, you, anyone, I, I don't care, the most disembodied person in the world, if you ate Thai spicy food at Jitlada and enjoy it, you love it, you sweat, the poop you have the next day, we're all texting each other. <laughs> and we used to sing, I can feel it coming out my face and butt. Because it also made snot and tears. Oh so every orify, your ears, your ear, earwax is like jumping out. That's and then we really go, fun. so spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I we can, loved it. I, now do Kumail saying, Pete, you were the only one that was saying that song. Peter, you were the only one. That said that. <laughs> Can we be real? Nobody sang that song. Emily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so spicy. We'll still text it to each other from time to time. Just that. That's out of really sweet. We were talking about, I really want to know if, the, if our ex-evangelicals or current evangelical listeners who stuck around for the whole, like, you eat something and it feels good coming out of your butt part, if you're still with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Val and I were laughing in the car today that I, in my church, we sang a praise song that went like this. Shut Dido, keep out the devil. Shut Dido, keep the devil in the night. Shut Dido, Dido, keep out the devil. Light a candle, everything is all right. Yeah, light a candle, everything was all right. So it's called, <laughs> lot to unpack here. <laughs> lot to unpack. It's, La- it's not called Shut unpack. the Door. It's on the paper. Yeah. That, and you can see it. It's on an overhead projector. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And, the, and there's somebody there to move it up. And the, you just took me back. Oh I'm I'm nine. God. I'm I nine know. years old. Oh. The hand, the black. It's not even black. It's like a gray shadow hand. Yep, a shadow slides. hand slides it up so and you, quickly shifts the, to the chorus. Yes. And oh it was always my like God. The, I know. I'm really. I'm having like a past gasm. Me too. I'm like. I feel like misty. <laughs> yeah. No. It's emotional. Because <clears throat> that was. Because <laughs> that was like not even our church for very long like that was like when i was really little that was oh my god set up because then you got like they've you know powerpoint got figured out and we would get like actual screens that would come down and you project the powerpoint yeah i remember when my church went to powerpoint yeah i thought we lost something i'm like that person that's like like don't go to digital like stay on film my brother and i actually were talking about and then sometimes put it down backwards and the and the it would be backwards oh sorry yep my brother and i were just talking about the last time we hung out about your math teacher like the warm carpeted maybe it's a portable do you did your school ever have portable buildings like it was, uh, this was a thing that ha- was in all of my schools. And I went to many different schools. A portable building? Some of the buildings were portable. Like they didn't have enough space in the original building. 
So you would go and it's and you see them like on trucks being hauled. Mm. It's like when they're way too wide and there's those are buildings and most often they're classrooms. Oh, wow. And so but anyway, so you'd be in like the warm carpet, carpeted, 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 uh, (laughs) um, math building. And your math teacher is writing on an overhead projector and. You know the pins? You're giving me jizz. That would drive yes. a different color. So yes. it would be like blue when you write, but when it dries, it's purple. And you could see the pro- like the this progression is, I have of it. to do this on stage. This is, oh, because it's too, it's it's too kinda, good of a gift. It's kind of like 90s Desk, which is one of my favorite. Did you do that on a special? 90s Desk? Yeah, it's one of my favorite bits. And you always say that it doesn't work, but I think people really like it. <laughs> I know they do, but it's one of those bits where I'm like, I don't even know why it works. It takes so much effort. It's be- it's because of it's this like exact moment, like because people want to feel nostalgic in that way. And God, it's yeah. so tactile. Okay, I'll write it down. The overhead projector really is something that I think I'll always have such a fondness for. And I hated math class, but I loved that. I loved watching them write with those pens and then they spray it and it's like fireworks and then you wipe the whole thing clean. Oh yeah. This is great. (laughs) This is like the perfect sort of Christmassy holiday. This is like the mood I'm in right now. Yeah, me too. I really, this is graham crackers. Like you eat a graham cracker and you're like, like you're in second grade again. Or animal I, cookies. I call them I animal saw a cookies. Couple things Get out of here. You're not a cracker. Yeah, there's animal no, cookies. If there's no salt on it, it's not a cracker. But they're called animal crackers. That is weird because they're sweet. It's cookies. They're, they're sweet, sweet cookies. They're sweet, sweet cookies. cookies. I feel exactly like that am, animal cracker. There have been a couple things today. I'm the camel. That I'm like, <laughs> okay, you can be the camel. <laughs> um, there's been a couple things that I've seen today because I feel really odd. <laughs> yeah. I'm really tired. I'm like, my my tummy doesn't feel that great. My voice is lost. I'm not, I'm on the other side of this sickness. I hope I don't think I'm getting another sickness. And it's rainy outside. Yep. And like we're just like cozy, but I like tried to nap and I couldn't. And you know, okay. Yep. So there have been a couple things that I've seen that I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Yep. Animal Cracker actually is the I would say that Perfect. moves up to first place. Yeah. The not the kind with the frosting on it. Excuse me. I've I've never even seen those. You haven't seen those? No. No, you know what I mean. The pink and white ones with sprinkles. I don't know. What? Maybe if they're I've had them, I was in my thirties. All white, and they're in their spring. Then they have sprink like the little ball sprinkles. Yeah, no, I know, but I didn't have those until I was oh. a grown man. That must be a West Coast thing. Maybe. Okay, so I feel like an animal cracker. Somebody I on also the East Coast feel. Right <laughs> I saw. The other ones aren't as cool. Well, this one isn't as cool. The other one is kind of fun. <clears throat> I saw the like raindrops dripping off of our um, awning in, mm. you know, on our deck. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Wow. So that feels right. And then the other one is, <laughs> this is, this one's really weird. If you don't follow Amy Sedaris on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing. Your voice just sounded like we edited, but we didn't. 
Really? Like it really sounded like like we like cut. a jarring cut. And your voice changed. If you don't follow Amy, you, yeah, you yeah. were like, I feel like no, I'm not teasing you, but I'm just like you're like, I feel like the raindrop. If you don't follow Amy, it was like a mid roll. It's because I've been faking this horse voice <laughs> for sexual. Yeah. First. Why is a horse voice actually? I don't. I don't know. I, don't know. I guess because maybe uh, I was going to say something really dirty, and then I I, I panicked. Dirty, not if not offensive. I don't know if you're offended by dirty things. Oh, is it because it sounds like you yeah. just? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll let your your own dirty minds take you there. I told you that's what like very very shiny lip gloss is oh like. Oh my okay. god! Like you just. But I mean, red lips, that's the ovulation thing. This isn't mm-hmm. new. Everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. You had shine on it. You're even You're even more ovulating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that, my, okay. That actually reminds me, our friend Jen and I were this morning at coffee talking about how you will love this. Mm. You're going to love this. I'm going to like <clears> the way <throat> I look. Um, she was like, isn't it so funny that like underneath our faces... I'm, she didn't say our faces, but she motioned to our face, but you can't see me. She's like, underneath our faces is just like this. And she like <laughs> spread her yes. lips apart and it's just like teeth, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're skeletons. It's so crazy. And I was like, also, I think about how like aliens would come down and and like to us, our form is like, ooh, that's sexy. Yes. But like to an alien, we would look maybe disgusting. Like they're like, look, they have like this shape and then they're split in half and they walk with their two, <laughs> they like use their like two there's halves. There's one snap to, to give them mobility. Yeah, to move, to move it was them like there forward. Was, well, we, Jen and I have talked about this too. It's an Alan Watts thing is that some people like just think of us as tubes. Like we're just tubes. Yeah. There's totally. an in, there's an out. And then the bottom was split so it could move. And then two more snips for arms. Yeah. And five snips on the bottoms for each of each appendage. Yeah. And Brother, then you got yourself a stew. Somehow that got to us being like, it's so weird that we're, she was like, and there's also like a lot happening right here. Like we're so the smooth, face. but then like in the face, there's just so much information it is. all at, here. And then I was like, and then it's like, and she puts creams on this one to make it look a certain way. And the then face. It, yeah. And then it's like the, the idea of like makeup, we're like, make me look more girl. I am a girl, but make me look even more girl than I am. Yes. And <laughs> so. men are like, I'll stop shaving here to look even more boy. <laughs> I'll look more boy. <laughs> My hair is getting too long. Cut it that I might look more boy. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. And uh, they're really, the tube thing will stick with you. Like the tube we, thing does, we, yeah. we look like tube. We are tubes. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's not to dismiss, but, the, and then I was telling, we were joking that like some of the tubes have boobies and it's like, this tube feeds off those boobies. So of course it loves these tubes with the circles. Yeah. There's tubes with circles and then there's tubes with no circles and they have differing, like the thing that the bottom part of the tube, the butt is mm-hmm. sometimes big, sometimes little, but it's all just tubes. Mm-hmm. And then you look under a microscope and you see like amoebas or single celled organisms. And it's like, those are also kind of tubes. They have an in, they have an out. And they have a body and they have a shape. Yeah. It's not that hard to draw like, bing, bing, two eyes and a mile, as Lila would say. <laughs> two a eyes smile. and a mile. And then, brother, you guys have a stew. You know, I wonder if there is a part of us that like, I mean, I think the the being really into the analog and tactile nature of like an overhead projector oh. is, mo- is most Shut likely just 
totally nostalgic for us. But this is kind of a reach. I'm just going to admit I'm, I'm Jack Reacher right now. <laughs> wow. I, I Amazon or cruise <laughs> cruise for <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know. Amazon. I don't know. I didn't see either of them. More and true I to never the book. will. You will. I won't. <laughs> I just thought of something dark when I'm in the hospital and dying. <laughs> You're good. You're gonna see them all. That's the only. I'll be. I hope uh, it's an ideal. I'm like 99, and I'm like. Uh-huh. Well, is it a Boston movie? Because if it no. is, then okay. Well, if it is, then I would be We've legally talked... required to. Because in my vows, <clears throat> I told you I would watch those Boston movies. You mention you any movie about a struggling man. That's true. And Jack Reacher is is that we already yeah. talked about Reacher because remember it's the ultimate male fantasy right he's a hobo yeah but he's a high status hobo yeah he's yeah. a hobo like everyone would love to be a hobo if like all of his meals clothes needs were met and everyone respected him and you're mm-hmm. very strong and good looking mm-hmm. that's not a <laughs> that's not a hobo that that does not that's a like, hobo make <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. You can't quote it, but the, when he's talking about Forrest Gump, don't go full blank. Oh yeah, he's like that's not a blank, <laughs> and I'm saying the same thing for hobo life. Um, Riding the rails, guys, not making fun of the unhoused. Talking about an old school life choice. <laughs> no fan mail. <laughs> fan mail. <laughs> I think it's fan mail. Well, if you're offended about this hobo, fan mail, is mean. <laughs> This is anti-fan mail. But if if you're mad about hobo riffs, you're probably still using the old <laughs> pen and paper. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Thanks for saying where, yeah. Where are we? Where are we? Well, we're talking about Chetty Doe, but you were talking about something else with Jen, and it isn't weird that we're so wet under here, and no, some of those no, tubes I didn't have say circles. The thing. I thought that, Oh, the though. analog thing. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something about... How like we find all the tactile analogy things really cozy because that's what we are. We're, We're not analog. tech. Yeah. We are analog. We're made like in, in like the coolest way. We are like a very efficient, effective You're right. machine. And it's all tubes, it's all tactile. This is clay. why practical effects. Because yes. we're a practical effect. Because we're a practical effect. And when you see something that's CGI, you're like, that's not me. Yeah. That's, that's not right. what I am. No. And our bodies are so cozy. That's all I want to say. Oh, I feel like I'm wrapped in my body today. Oh. You know what I feel like? I want you to picture this. Because it's December 2nd, 2022. 122222. Two, 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 two. That's too many twos. You know, Lila's been saying 2D3. She's like... It'll take two to three times to do that. <laughs> so cute. Did you already say pretty much milk on the podcast? No. Okay, you guys just indulge us, right? Who doesn't want to hear a story about an adorable four-year-old? Well, I've already ruined the punchline, but you were telling her how do you make honey bread? No, she said after uh, on Thanksgiving, I, w- I was rocking her to sleep, and she was like, "Tomorrow, we were talking about all the things we ate, and is that good? I don't know." Well, who you and Leela? Right in. Yeah, like I was just like. We ate, because like Thanksgiving, we're like, we we ate turkey. What's we wrong ate, with that? You know, yeah. You know, a lot of family, and I'm not saying this is bad, but if you grew up in my house, you'd be like, and the Bills beat the blah, blah, blah. And you understand <laughs> why the quarterback made the decision to blitz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm like, I'm sensitive about passing on my kind of unhealthy relationship with food to her. But it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and then I was like, you ate a lot of bread and a lot of cheese and she was like, yeah. And I was like, "Me, I did too. And she was like... By the way, can I interject how badly I would have liked someone to notice how much I was eating? Yeah. And, and I really... Like, you really had a lot of cheese yesterday. Like, I would have been like, 
I, every morning when I make Leela her smoothie, dad brag, mm-hmm. I make Leela a rockin' smoothie. Yeah. Every morning. You really do. And I'm very proud of it. You're responsible for like 90% <clears throat> of her nutrients. Well, I feel like if she nails it at breakfast, if she has a regular toddler day the rest of the day, we're still pretty good. Yeah. So when I make it, I get emotional because mm-hmm. my friend Nick Haig, his dad used to make him smoothies. Yeah. I, I told you this. I didn't make that connection though. And I, I, I was like, what? Mm. Look, no disrespect to my dad. My, I, I love my dad. He did. He, I, this isn't like saying it a code. I'm, I'm saying he legit did the best he could. He did way better mm. than he was raised. He did a great job. But like, I remember just being like, I'm sorry, your, your dad yeah. made a smoothie? Like this is when like you? health stores, like health food stores, like before Whole Foods, you can get uh, like whole flax seeds in a bag mm. at Whole Foods and that's not weird. But in the 80s, if you wanted to go to a, a natural food store... I can't tell you what the smell is, but they all smelled the same. Like well, apple cider vinegar or something, just something unfamiliar. And it was all these off brands. It wasn't like Bob's Beautiful Beans. It wasn't like that. It was like just beans. Like it was such a weird experience. I, I, I wish you were lit up by this because I have a, a vivid experience of going to, they're almost like, they're almost like um, occult bookstores. Wow. Like that's what they felt like. That's so interesting. No, I I am interested just in dried we lentils just, instead of crystal balls. We never, I mean, I didn't see the inside of a health store until I was 22. Yeah. And it was 2009 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I li- but I like that. I can imagine a health store in the 80s. You're so sweet. You don't have to say you like my riff had you understood it. By the way, <laughs> no, it's I the 10-year like anniversary of us meeting. High five. High five. High five. 10 years. 10 years. And basically getting years. together. <laughs> 10, 10 more years. years. And then we'll reevaluate and, and see if everybody's years. happy. We, we will, will be, be happy. <laughs> I'm placing <laughs> that in the future. I will be 99 and we'll be watching <laughs> Jack Reacher. It's a long 10 years. Oh, it's yeah. like a 50 year. It's a 50 tenure. year tenure. Yeah, it's 2D3. Um, so you're oh, talking yes. about how to make honey bread. <clears throat> yeah. So she she was like, tomorrow, can we have honey bread? And I was like, yeah, what is honey bread? And she's like, okay, you you get flower seeds. I, rem- I have this memorized, so you can trust this is verbatim. Okay. She goes, well, okay, you get flower seeds and then you put milk. Oh no, sorry. I did milk. I already I already did it wrong. Because I was focusing on how she says milk. Have you noticed that? Milk? Mm-hmm. I she's if like she says pillow. <laughs> so she says, um, you get flower seeds and then you put sugar and pretty much milk <laughs> and two eggs and a bread and honey. And and she was like, and then once you put all the ingredients I just said, you can put on whatever you want. <laughs> But that girl Look, I said know, pretty much milk. I know. Pretty much milk. People, you know, I'm actually going to go ahead and trust. I Remember, I've, I've been vocal. It, it was meaningful to me when you were pregnant. I ran into Rob Riggle. Oh, yeah. And he told me that nobody cares about your kids. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just a tip, because he has kids. He's like, mm-hmm. in LA, nobody cares about your kids. I'm going to trust that there's a lot of people, sweet people, living yeah. in North Carolina, living in Chicago, yeah. living in Seattle. Living in, I just named states, <laughs> but like ordinary folk, good, I mean that in the good way, yeah. that can appreciate just a story about someone else's kids. Yes. Beautiful. I really don't understand the concept. I, I Because uh, they can't make money off your kids. 
as soon as I say my kid is camera ready, they'll be like, tell me more. Right. Is he a redhead? He meant specifically in LA. Because people want, I want to hear stories about other people's kids. Can't say I agree. But when we come (laughs) back, we're going to do the mid-rolls. I'm excited. I put one thing on a post-it this week. It's sort of my new burn it down for those Mm. of you. Got a message the other day that was like, I really enjoy burn it down. Mm. And I still enjoy burn it down, but I kind of have a new little spiritual, (laughs) spiritual mantra that's been really rocking it in the suburbs. (laughs) So when we come back, I'm going to share that. And it looks like you're going to read a poem by Mary Oliver. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pick one out, but I put I put the book beside well, that, me. That'll keep people here through the ads. <laughs> Val's gonna. I'm gonna pick one out while you're listening to the ads. But we don't play the ads. Shh. It doesn't happen in real time. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in two minutes. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Mind Bloom. You just need to take better care of yourself is not a response to mental health struggles, and you know that. You live with it. Sometimes you need something more to achieve a real and lasting breakthrough. Maybe it's time you check out a guided ketamine therapy program from MindBloom. MindBloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, offering a combination of science-backed medicines uh, with clinician and guide support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. MindBloom connects patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and an artfully crafted experience. To begin, take MindBloom's online assessment and schedule a video consult with a licensed clinician to determine if MindBloom is right for you. If approved, you'll discuss your health history and goals for mental health treatment with your clinician to tailor your MindBloom regimen. MindBloom will send you a kit in the mail complete with medicine, treatment materials, and tips for getting the most out of your experience. After only two sessions, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. It is time to enter the next chapter in mental health and well-being and let MindBloom guide you. Right now, MindBloom is offering weirdos, our listeners, $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W, like you made it weird, Y-M-I-W, and use promo code Y-M-I-W at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W, promo code Y-M-I-W for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W, promo code Y-M-I-W. I've had so many friends have their lives transformed by that therapy. I'm so happy to have MindBloom on board. Also, Display is, is a new sponsor. I'm super excited. I even have one. If you're watching this on the video, this is a Display. Look at that. Look at this. You can hear it. You have a poster. You can hear Displate is a one-of-a-kind metal poster designed to capture your unique passion. So if your unique passion is me, you can get this PD as my homeboy, Displate. It's available now. Displate created a 21st century canvas that's sturdy, magnet-mounted, which is super cool, and durable enough to withstand a lifetime of intense staring and, frankly, moving. We just moved 
So many of our posters did not make it. Displayed is here to save the day. And not only that, it's such a more, it's a more immortal and like permanent and substantial way to get your passions up on the wall. But staring is only half the fun. You can customize, collect, and rearrange them at will. Display Display has both branded and artistic artwork. They have over 1 million designs available for everyone, including official designs from brands like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Netflix, NASA, South Park, plenty of games and movies. Everybody can find something for themselves, including, if you're a fan of my work, I just uploaded a bunch of display designs that you can check out, including Petey is my homeboy, damsels do it, they damn selves, uh, give to Little Caesar, what is Little Caesar's, a lot of our best t-shirts, uh, not feeling it chicken, of course not feeling it chicken, is now perfectly immortalized in the medium they were intended to be, something substantial and beautiful and high quality, each product is a high quality design printed on metal in Europe and hand signed by their master of production. Displates, uh, display create a unique safe magnet mounted system that only takes 20 seconds. That means no need for drilling your walls. All you need to do is wipe your wall with a cleaning wipe, stick a protective leaf, place a magnet and put the display on your wall. It really does take 20 seconds. It's that easy. Display delivers its products worldwide in only four to five business days. I can attest to that as these just arrived and I just ordered them. It is a perfect alternative for standard paper posters that often get damaged facts and it doesn't leave marks on the wall facts <laughs> they are also eco-friendly for every design sold they are planting one tree so right now display is having the biggest discount ever for buying one to two designs you get 35 percent off for buying three to four you get 39 percent off if you buy five or more displays you will get 44 percent off that's almost half price again just to take a look they are beautiful, they are fun, and you can get up to 44% off if you order five or more. So use the link in the description or go to displate.com slash Pete Holmes. That's D-I-S-P-L-A-T-E dot com slash Pete Holmes and use code WEIRD at checkout. Displate, collect your passions. And last but not least, think your job stinks? Just wait until you hear what it was like to be a funeral clown. That's right. Long before all of human knowledge was in your pocket, some people had some very bizarre professions. Luckily, you don't have to be a sin eater or barber surgeon. Yikes now, but you will find out what it's like to get surgery with a shave. With Wondry's new podcast, This Job is History, hosted by my pal Chris Parnell from SNL and Rick and Morty, and also this podcast. He was a great guest. Steeped in factual history, this brilliantly funny podcast delves into the quirky and absurd jobs from the past with hilarious interviews that are infused with fascinatingly true Easter eggs. So come and get weird with each week as improv comedians from Groundlings and UCB, meaning some of the best improvisers in the world, act out their old-fashioned gig from another time. You'll be glad your guidance counselor didn't recommend any of these jobs. Nobody funnier than Chris, and I'm honestly nothing more interesting than strange, strange jobs. I've got to check out the funeral, funeral clown episode. 
And I could listen to Chris Barnell talk about anything. This just happens to be one of the most interesting topics for a podcast I've ever heard of. So definitely clock in and follow This Job is History on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app. Check out This Job is History. We're back and Val has not... You've had was, no time to look. Just a second. Because... You just said just a second. But at this point brag i know most of her poems by poems uh well you don't even have to do that let's talk we're gonna close with the poem i know we're closing with the poe we don't but nobody would have known that i didn't pick it up that's what i'm saying is she's so good that you can start reading any poem and you know it's gonna be you know perfect and beautiful although remember there was that one time (laughs) i thought you could say rudimentary rudimentary. um you know that there was, the, do you remember that there was that one time when we were at the surf and sand and we smoked a little weed? Schmier, we were, we, it was the night we watched MacGruber. <clears throat> oh, yeah. One and of the many times we tried. It took me like five tries to get on that horse. And once I did, I was like, I'm never getting off. Brother, you got yourself a stew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but before we did that, we had like just had an edible or something. It was a little bit. Of Schweed. And I started reading a Mary Oliver poem and I read one and we were like teary eyed and it was so beautiful. Then, <laughs> I remember those. And then I started reading another one and it was just one of her, sometimes she gets so detailed about the process of like, you know, cause she's writing from such a clear, open hearted space. Mm-hmm. And if you're not completely in that space, you're like, you've just been talking about a seashell for like 30 no, lines. I'm dead. <laughs> and we then, read one and we were devastated, open and crying and in the space, in the present, living life, mm-hmm. feeling every heartbeat, mm-hmm. the heavens open, whatever you want to say. And then you're just like, let's keep it going. And you're like, the sea brought me a shell and we're like we're like we're both so desperately looking for another hit looking for another and it's like and it's it's a slow burn slowly realize like both of our faces (laughs) the hope in our eyes starts to dim there was like a moment where it was like and i pressed it against the ink and then against the tissue paper and then like i just you were like let's stop lost it we both died laughing oh we did yeah it was a big laugh because we were we had been stifling it the whole time i'm gonna need that on video (laughs) um well i I guess i don't have to share this but it it has been helping me quite a bit um briefly toasty toasty yeah i'm gonna share my (laughs) i interrupt you to encourage you to keep going i'm not mad at that i'm mad at how cute it was oh (laughs) very very cute i am mad though (laughs) i am i am livid make no mistake i will not be able to continue so one of the things, uh, you know, I, I do want to be careful not to turn this into uh, a strict Course in Miracles podcast, but I still am doing the Course in Miracles, um, reading the text, doing the workbook lessons, and uh, reading about it and w- listening to lectures and stuff and really loving it. It's really, it's Val and I talk about it a lot and I'm like, oh, wow, this is strangely my jam. Like, I really love mm-hmm. it. We'll talk about that another time or, you know, in micro installments throughout these Friday episodes. So the micro installment for today is that one of the things that I love about it, as I told you that I have so much judgment Mm. and like the, the course is really like helps you look at like your fears 
it's almost like psychological. It is psychological. A lot mm. of it has a lot to do with directly addressing your psychology. Let's look at what you're afraid of mm. and what that presupposes about mm. who you are. Let's look at what your thoughts are. Who are you attacking? What do you think is going to happen to you? What are your fears? What are your goals? And and when you like, for, I'll give you a good example. Like one of the ones is to just like, what do you want to happen? And you just list as many things as you want to happen, but not in like a manifesty way. You actually do it to show that your goals um, counter co- contradict each other, mm. which is deeply humbling mm-hmm. and so powerful. Meaning for all of the metaphysics or, or the theory and the beautiful poems and, and all that heart opening stuff that I still love and still swear by. This is like, okay, sit down. We're going to do this. Close your eyes. Watch your thoughts. And when you have a thought like this, say this to that thought. And I'm like, mm. fucking A, God, like, thank you. Mm. Like, I needed this. I needed like, and do it all day and set reminders. And every time you, this, I have, a, I, the one for today is every 15 minutes. I got it. Wow. The, my timer's going off every 15. <laughs> I've done it during this conversation. Mm. I've stopped and done the less. It's, I love it. Wow. It's so, I don't know. It's so one-on-one and it's so follow this and do this and I, Absolutely love it. Anyway, what, when I was looking at um, all of the things that we were talking about, what I'm afraid of and what I want to happen and like really what you're dreading and what causes anxiety, and you, you go as deep as you can. Mm-hmm. First of all, first thing to say about that, all of my fears end in me dying alone and then going to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I, I, I realized I was stopping too soon. Mm-hmm. It's not just death. It's actually, and then God will uh, torture me for my wickedness. Wow. Like, cause I realized that it, it's not just death. It's, it's actually a vengeful and rageful God that yeah. absolutely fucking hates me. Yeah. But any of them, take any of them. It was like, I'm afraid that like people will see my anger was a lot of them. Like secret, Mm. secret ugliness will be, and I think as social animals, we have that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I was, it was, I won't tell the whole story, but there was something on the playground and I was worried that somebody thought I was being uncaring to a child, which is not true. Mm. But there was a kid that was kept getting in the way of the swings and I kept physically moving them. Mm. And then eventually she did get very lightly, not, not a hit, but hit in the face Mm -hmm. just by a kid's butt gently, Mm -hmm. wasn't crying, wasn't traumatic, but she got knocked. And the teacher came over because, like, she saw, and I was like, "She's okay." You know, I told her, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I, I was just trying to say, like, I was watching her, but yeah. what I said was, I told her, you know, I told her like nine times I was moving her, I, I didn't know what else to do, and then so I said, I am concerned about. That's the prompt. People seeing that I'm a fucking asshole, yeah. that I don't care about kids. Then you follow that through and you go, I think this is going to happen. People are going to see the real me. They're going to see that I'm a monster. They're going to see that I'm a rage-filled whatever. Take it all the way. Val's going to notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my fans, my, my managers, my agents, producers, Hollywood is going to notice. Mm. This guy fucking sucks. Not just kids. It's just the tip of the iceberg. He's darkness itself. Mm. He's everything evil. Mm-hmm. He's self-centered. He's arrogant. He's a narcissist. All of this. And they all... Like five steps. I don't mean 20 steps. I mean five steps down. You and Leela have left. I'm out of the house. I'm in a studio apartment in the valley. I'm drunk. I'm hurting myself. I'm naked. I'm cold. I die. And a vengeful God tortures me for my wickedness. Mm. And that is, this is what I mean. I'm sorry, I'm getting all lit up. But this is what I mean. This this uh, thought system, I guess you could say, shows you that all fear is kind of the same. And mm-hmm. if you trace it down, mm-hmm. there's just one 
fear. Yeah. And it's really that you're afraid that God is going to punish you for your wickedness. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, do you have comments about that? Well, I was going to say, even if you can't get on board with the like fear of God punishing you for your w- wickedness, I-, I feel like more people would be able to agree that at least all fear comes down to a fear of death. Okay. Then you're annihilated. What is annihilation except punishment from God? Mm. Or or you could say life or the mm. universe or cosmos or this. But what? don't but do you think people who have been raised in cultures to, like who see death as like birth as this like beautiful thing as giving back to the earth would have that inherently too? That fear? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. How could I know? Well, what I mean is, would they feel at like it was a punishment in any way? You're fe- you're I'm afraid you. of it, like you're afraid of giving birth, like it's the unknown and it's pain and it's scary. Right. This is why, even as I'm going through the course, I know I'm talking about it now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even compelled to like tell other people to do it. Yeah. It vibes with me. Yeah, and I don't even mean to. No, I wasn't I like challenging it. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But as you're. And I'm not even saying I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just mm. saying like the strangest thing, a couple things about the course. When you summarize it, I think it loses everything. Mm-hmm. If you just go, this is the thought, this is what it's saying, yeah. loses everything. Yeah. If you reduce it to like 10 lines, like the 10 precepts of it, it's 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 actually, it's a disservice to it. Sure. It's not the point. Yeah. It's actually, the, the process is the whole thing. The journey is the thing. It's not just going like, did you know they believe this or this or that? Like I could... Not I could maybe freak you out by going like it's this and this and this and it sounds weird like mm-hmm. I said to you it sounds like Star Wars or something it mm-hmm. sounds like too strange mm-hmm. it's not appealing to the ego at all mm-hmm. any whoozle woozle the one thing that I I went on too long about the course but no I don't feel that way actually I'm just saying like I am wrapping up I noticed that so much of my distress like Brody licking it licking his paws while I'm trying to sleep and I just hear like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he moves to the carpet and that really bugs me because mm. I'm just thinking about like on the carpet. Sorry, that was disgusting, but like, mm-hmm. or at least to me. And I'm just like, I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Or if construction workers are playing music, which they were a couple of days ago, or we go out to dinner. We've talked about many times this time we went out to dinner with your friend and his and her husband and how at the end of the meal, I just felt in, in my most darkest place because you you just weren't, I didn't feel seen by you. Mm-hmm. You were using all of your beautiful, loving, reflective energy for your friend because I'm being understanding, I think. That's what sort of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Val's the best. You'd be a fool to not sop up every corner of your plate with bread. But I wanted some of that sauce, right? <laughs> Dog, construction music, friend dinner, all of it is my and the, and the course helped me uncover this directly and easily. I was like, my main thing is I will not be overlooked. Do not overlook me. Yeah. So that has led to a post-it on my desk and a mantra that has been helping me so much. It's similar to burn it down, but it's a little bit more to the point. Mm. And by the I in this sentence, by the way, is my ego, meaning I believe my true identity is spirit. I know I'm getting kind of uh, spiritual here, but I'm just saying. I believe that's the whole point of the course is to stop identifying as an ego and mm-hmm. identify as a spirit. Mm-hmm. So the mantra is, I am willing to be overlooked. Mm. And I have found it to be hugely transformative. Mm. And 
when you summarize the course in like a, a teaching like that, I'm okay with that. When you when you get into like the, it was channeled by a woman and it's Jesus and all this sort of stuff. It's it's just that's either for you or it's not, and yeah. that's okay. And yeah. I'm not here to sell it to anybody. For some reason, it's absolutely what I'm into. Yeah. But I'm willing to be overlooked. I will share that with full confidence and be like, so much stress comes from your ego's desire for specialness and to define itself as winning through someone else's losing. Like mm-hmm. we love that. We mm-hmm. want to win and we want someone else to lose or we want to be punished. We'll even take like punishment as a re, uh, what is it called? A reinforcement of our identity. Mm. At least we exist. Yeah. The course even talks about like, if God hates you, at least you exist. Mm-hmm. Like it's great. Yeah. Like he hates me. He's going to fuck me up when I die. Uh-huh. At least you exist. The ego is like, oh yeah, geez, we're so real. God, like God is after you. Mm. Woo. <laughs> that's what? the big cheese it's like being on the fbi's most wanted you know what i mean like the biggest cheese is like ooh, i can't wait to get scott for all that net porn like imagine <laughs> and don't get me started on our obsession with crime dramas and murder mysteries and all this stuff because like i i'm saying for me i've always felt like someone could knock on my door and say come with us mm-hmm. and that is because i'm afraid of the source of life i'm afraid that it it's fundamentally mad at me mm. so so many problems have been solved and I'm done here mm-hmm. by just saying I'm willing to be overlooked, including social times, being at, at coffee. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting to, not this morning, but like, I'm not getting to say enough. Nobody's asking me. I just go, I'm willing to be overlooked. And it, it feels like when a wave comes on the beach and pulls out and sizzles, it's the, everything dissolves. Mm-hmm. It's the best. I love Because that. when you say that, you're not your ego. You're saying, I'm willing for my ego to be overlooked. And I'm the thing just watching that happen. And that thing is fi- is not just fine it's eternal was never born it'll never die and it's it has all its needs met I, i'm not saying i you know this is a when you need them a little bit of a simplification of of it but like i bet there are you know that's probably it sounds like that's getting to the core negative belief um which is like you know i i am overlooked or i or whatever yeah. in some way taking it a little bit like it out of the course but still applicable so i and and it also does make sense with the enneagram that an enneagram threes would be being overlooked right because like oh, your yeah. specialness is no, it's such the a special thing, thing. it's <clears throat> so that made me think like i bet i mean we all probably need to hear all of them because we all have a little bit of the, each number in us but like, I bet there are, it's like a good practice for people to sort of dissect in the way that you just did of like, what am I actually afraid of? Like step and it then, out. And then turn it into the opposite. So like for like Enneagram nines, it would be, um, I am willing to be disliked or, or I am willing to, uh, willing to be uncomfortable. That's what I was going to say. Well, didn't at a Ramdas retreat, we hear... If I feel this way the rest of my life, that's okay. Isn't yes. that a Jack Cornfield? I don't very, know if it's Jack. It might be, but yes, somebody said that. It's very similar. It it's it's like yes, thank you. The other mm-hmm. mantra that I use the most. It's like saying, this thing that I can't stand here, I'll stand it mm-hmm. and I'll remain. And yeah. you'd think that would actually make it worse. It's like picking up a turd and smearing it all over your car windshield. Mm-hmm. It used to just be a turd and now you've let it in and now you're mm-hmm. blind and you crash and it smells like shit. Mm-hmm. It's actually the opposite. It's, it's this opposite. really weird thing. You go, I'm willing to be overlooked and you start to keep your own company. Mm-hmm. And, and in, uh, in, in the course language, they would say, 
you get in touch with the the love that's always there, the mm. the wellspring, the mm. source, the animating source, not just your spirit, but the animating source of your spirit. Mm-hmm. And you go, fuck, it's always there. That's that's part of the course myth- mythology. When I say mythology, I just mean the story is that they're like, not only can you go back to God, you are already with God, you've just forgotten. Mm-hmm. But it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So when you're being overlooked, that becomes a lesson to forgive Mm-hmm. And to go, you know what? I'm I'm willing because I'm going to take a step back mm-hmm. into myself, into the place where, like, you're the opposite of overlooked. You're yeah. There's nothing even. It, it's it's sort of indescribable. And the feminine mystics would say that going in. I'm sorry, Val. We have to we have to go. <laughs> I don't live. I'm just seeing an email here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. I laugh every my, time. I know my email is not open. Everybody, um, feminine mystics. Would the feminist, say. the feminine, feminine mystics would say uh, that. Yeah, exactly what you're saying about going into the suffering, and then that's how you get to the place. In fact, can I have your phone really quick? I'm gonna call somebody. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's not related. I'm gonna order a pizza. <laughs> um, but I do you have Instagram on your phone? Yeah, you do. Um, you have to search for it. I. Uh, I posted this, but Mirabai Star, our friend and teacher, posted something so perfect the other day. And I was like, this is it. <clears throat> but it's just, it's related to what we were talking about. Our, you posted it. Uh, I I posted, I reposted it in my stories. Okay. But Mirabai said it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is from her book, Wild Mercy. Our bodies know the truth of suffering that it is not a sign of something amiss, but rather an opportunity to walk on the holy ground where vulnerability gives birth to compassion. And that's like exact, I mean, that's really similar to what you're saying where it's like about forgiveness. So, but this is more of like, yeah, climbing into the, the suffering and meeting it with compassion to get to forgiveness where you're forgiving reality And then I was explaining it to you the other day as like my experience when I can do that is that I am, the word is whole. Like I am whole because I am holding all, I sounded like my dad there for a second. I didn't even mean to. whole because I am (laughs) holding the hold of a ship. And the twinkle in his eye that he thought of three. He's so excited. I did it. Um, <laughs> I, that was uh, inadvertent. Um, and what does that mean? In Advent. <laughs> oh my God. Very good. But I'm I'm holding all of it. I'm holding the suffering. I'm oh, I love it. Yes. The, the forgiveness. You're whole, I'm holding because all you're of holding. Life. And that is forgiveness to me, my understanding of forgiving reality, which I love. Me too. It's is, a Richard Rohr thing too. It is, yeah, and of course, it is is being with all of reality as it is right now. The thing that I love about the course, the funny thing about the, the Course in Miracles is it does uh, differ from Richard Rohr's theology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I'm not even that interested in talking to him about it one day. Meaning, I there, if Richard was like. Wow, this is and like he just like I'd be like no 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 we need you do you and And, he wouldn't and of course he wouldn't by the way no a course in miracles by the way would say it's not the only way and of course there are other ways to the truth and to love and to go home and all of that Mm -hmm. but what I love about it 
is it really emphasizes the point that in forgiving each other, forgiving other people, mm-hmm. you're forgiving yourself. And that that's that, because, meaning everything is projection. Again, that's the psychological thing. Mm-hmm. So when you see wickedness and evil or boredom or stupidity, which by the way, huge problem of mine. Mm. I'm doing it. You know, you live with me. It's something I'm working on. Yeah. And I actually feel it softening. That's uh-huh. why I'm so excited about the course. It's practically helping me to go like, stop. And you're supposed to like ask for help to look at your attack thoughts mm. a different way mm. and to recognize your guilt to get a little bit into not not I don't want to call it the Star Wars but the summary that I don't like it would say that you're actually you feel guilt from separating from God like mm-hmm. you took incarnation and you kind of feel like a wicked little bitch for doing it <laughs> and you can't get over it so you create reality in your mind so you can project it outwards because the guilt is too unbearable and you're so afraid of God again I know I said that that I don't like the summaries but I think it helps here so you realize that all all guilt <clears throat> And all hate is really your guilt and your hate. There's no, So this is really like non-duality taken to a very literal and psychological level where you go like, when I, as I often do, make fun of someone for being stupid or make fun of them for someone being too much or for being too loud or mm-hmm. for being too violent or ugly or mean or whatever it is, I'm just going... It's out there. It's not here. It's mm-hmm. out there. But And that's fine. That's not like that new of a thought. The new thought is when I go and they're innocent, mm-hmm. meaning I'm not like turning, I'm not not, I'm not re- denying it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going like, they're, this is happening and they're innocent. They're mm-hmm. innocent. They're innocent. It's, it's, it's all just, mm-hmm. you know, relax. Mm-hmm. I actually feel myself sleeping better Mm. because all of that i'm too much i'm Mm. violent not in my behavior in my thoughts my fantasies i used to i'm proud to say i haven't done it in a while i used to think about drop kicking brody off a cliff like regularly Mm. and with joy (laughs) drop and his face was always just stupid and like just like i know nobody's gonna like this but i'm trying to be real for, no, for the sake not to shame meaning my thoughts were violent that's mm-hmm. a violent that's a that's an attack thought mm-hmm. and when i started it, it was working so well that the other day i got i laid down like a kid in the 50s watching the tv uh, the tv on his belly mm-hmm. on the ground on my elbows and just watched brody licking him his his paws and the carpet mm-hmm. and just was forgiving it mm-hmm. because he's an animal yeah, I know, but I'm an animal. Mm-hmm. I the thing that I don't like, and, and this is what I'm directly working on, is just this endless circle of needs that I am. Mm. I'm hungry now. I have to shit. Now I'm dirty now. I have to shower. Now I'm bored. I have to watch TV. Now I'm horny and I would jerk off or have sex. Mm-hmm. And now I, I I have too much energy, so I exercise. And then I'm feeling creative, so I do stand up. And then I, I'm lonely. I meet some fans. It gets really weird. And then I have an orgy. And then I don't. I, I feel like lying. I don't tell Val. The orgy was great. I look at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird place for a riff, but I, we really needed it. That's Brody. My 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 narrative narrativization of him licking the carpet is this thing is mm. so simply and crudely wired mm. that he will lick anything. Mm-hmm. It's fucking you, dipshit. You can't handle. And I took that one down. I forget what workbook lesson it was, but I took it all the way down. It's like. 
I'm afraid of my hatred for Brody. And I took it all the way to the basement. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if I can't handle the sound of Brody's wet tongue licking a carpet, what chance do I have? You know, I'll say, God forbid, but you know, things happen. People die. If a friend, if a parent is dying, Mm -hmm. that's gross. Yeah. It's, it's animal. It's base. It's, it's not polite. Mm -hmm. It's, it can be wet and messy and real. And I, but I'm going like, I can't handle how fragile and, and needy we are. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do if you're sitting bedside with somebody? You know what I mean? What are you going to do when you're dying Mm -hmm. and you're leaking Mm -hmm. and you're pooping in a pan? You you can't handle Brody pooping on the lawn. You're going to shit in a pan. If you're lucky, you get to (laughs) shit in a pan. So fucking forgive it. Yeah. It's me. It's so funny. I I love, I love that. Like you are giving such a masculine voice to it and it helps you. And it's, and so I'm certain it's helping so many people and that there is a really feminine way to do it and it get, but the beautiful thing is that it gets you to the same point, which is forgiveness. And like the, you know, I, without going into it, the feminine way would be like, don't go into it. I've, I've built this protector, this judgmental protector to, to fiercely guard my tenderest part of myself that is afraid that I'm gross or afraid that I, uh, that I'm human and that this body is temporary and that it gets sick and that it dies. And I'm so afraid of that, that this really strong protector comes out and judges that in everything to try to keep it as far away from me me. as possible. And I can love that project, that protector. Thank you for trying to protect me. Projector. (laughs) No, I love it. And, uh, but I'm not saying this is correct. You know that, you know that I, this is it. I'm just this saying, is the cleanest recorded example of our <laughs> dynamic. And the joy that I feel that we're going in the same way, just in very and not very. Yeah. There's there's people I know who from their partners, their spiritual spiritual paths are so different. You're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. We're barely that different. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Mine is a lot fiercer. It's and it's a lot I don't know. But what I was going to say is... Oh, I didn't know you were doing it. It just... It goes back to... You you get... With either way, you get to a certain point where you're like, so this is it, huh? (laughs) Like, this is the honest look at what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I I have to forgive it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just... I have to... I can grieve it and mourn it. That would be more of the feminine way. Like... Let myself cry about it, that this is sad, that this is the way it is. And then I can forgive it and integrate it and incorporate it. Right. Um, I needed the, I and, need the extra step of, go, of yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and maybe the masculine way is not to cry about it, but is the anger that kind of clearly is throughout the like, it's you dipshit, <laughs> you know, like yeah, that. My summary of, of the course is, is wake up dipshit. There is, a, there, but it's very, it's very gentle. I say that as a miracle. joke. Wake up dipshit. Yeah. It's but, funny. I like it. But you know, f- I needed everything that I had coming up to this place. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another reason why I don't know how to explain it. My experience, my experiences with psychedelics, my experiences with med- meditation, Rupert Spira was a huge, and by the way, I still fuck with Rupert Spira. I love mm-hmm. it. It's essential because mm-hmm. it introduces you to your being 
And then you shift to the chorus and they're like, okay, now we're calling being mind. Mm. So there's a vocab shift. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You were saying that it reminds you of Buddhism, that Buddhism is like, do this, do this. There's an eightfold path and this, and here's your wrath. And there's a vocabulary to learn in this. Yeah. But I didn't know that I needed a book channeled by a woman in the 70s <laughs> who was a psychologist. And all that kind of comes through, like the flavor of her is in it because love doesn't speak English. Right. The woman speaks English, so it came through her, but unconsciously channeled. Mm. I needed that story. And I like that it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love that it's Jesus. Yeah. When it goes like, I, and by the way, I feel like the more things change, the more they say the same. All this time later, I go like, Jesus, help me look at my own guilt. Like I'm saying that yeah. all the time. And now Because Brody's licking the car, I go, Jesus, help me look at my own guilt. Mm-hmm. And I do. I told you this before. You know, when you're looking at a level, like it has that little neon green mm-hmm. uh, display with the liquid and, and the bubble. Yep. I feel like it's like that. And I go, Jesus, help me look at my own guilt. Mm-hmm. And I feel the bubble go, whoop, it goes mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And, and like out of the center. When it's in the center, that's when I'm in my ego and I'm level. Like mm-hmm. I'm me. Mm-hmm. But I go, I don't want to be me. I want to be you. Whoop. Yeah. And I'm up there. And I go, oh. See, the, the course would say, I don't know what anything is for. Mm. Meaning the purpose of anything. Mm-hmm. Every and, and it would say like, you give it its purpose, but you don't know what it's really for. And I actually think this is beautiful. It goes, Brody is for you to learn how to forgive. Mm-hmm. Not even you, Pete, but you, your mind, like mm-hmm. it needs to remember itself. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's true state is love. And Brody and Valerie and everybody is here as a classroom, as a, as a gentle, like it doesn't want to wake you up with a cold bucket of water in your face. It wants mm-hmm. to wake you up slowly with a, with a back rub and like the lights are fading up and, and with music, it, mm-hmm. it wants you to wake up and, and burst into joy, not freak you out. Mm-hmm. So it goes, here, forgive this. Here, forgive that. Let me help you. We'll take it slow. We'll go gentle. Mm-hmm. And now I know what Brody's for. Whether that works for anybody else, I don't know, but I'm not thinking about kicking him off a cliff anymore because yeah. I go, oh, right. This is for me to look at my own guilt. Mm-hmm. This is for me to look at my own, my own fear. Yeah. And instead choose in course language, you'd say, choose a, a different teacher, mm-hmm. which would be love or God or Jesus or whatever you want to say, instead he- of the ego, which says, if Brody sucks, fuck him because he's wrong. That means I'm not wrong. God mm-hmm. will punish him, not me. The world will get him, not me. He's an idiot. They're idiots. They're mm. wrong. I'm right. Mm. I was trying to watch. I won't tell you what I was trying to watch because I don't want to put down anybody struggling with things. But I was like, we love this kind of drama. We love it. Like it's mm. like it's all over there. It's all over there. It's all over there. Mm. Like Salem witch trial. You could look. Salem, it's all over there. It's all over there. It's all over there. Yeah. We can't stop doing it. Well, if something you said reminded me of Tara Brock has this really, she wrote a a book called, I think the book is called True Refuge. Uh, uh, I have to look that up, but she, she talks about this concept of, of false refuges and true refuges. And so like false, a false refuge might be anger even Mm. like, so anger at Brody or aggression. I agree. But also false refuges can be obviously the the big the biggies, the alcohol, food, sex, you know, drugs. Um, and then the true the three true 
refuges. I think I'm kind of getting this wrong. Like maybe I'm getting some of the words wrong. There's there's a, a lot of true refuges, but there's like a, a special category. And she talks about these three true refuges, which is, which are um, the Dharma. So for you, that would be the course, the, the literature on the course, mm. like the teachings of it. Mm-hmm. The Sangha, so the community, which, you know, works for, for the course too, because you have our friends who are really into it and you have the, the teachers and, and yeah. all that. And then the other one is uh, the Buddha, or it could be the Buddha nature. So you're either re- taking refuge in your own Buddha nature. That's the level bubble. Or Ooh. it is, or, and it also is hit by that's the opportunity to ask for a higher power's assistance. Like remembering that you are part of something bigger yeah. uh, and that that bigger thing is has your back and is assisting you. And is here now. Mm-hmm. And my 5-MEO DMT experience was really like, oh, it's here. It's it's This is overlaying on that. Yeah. The Course would say, this is a, a dream within that. I know, by the way, when you call reality a dream and we don't like it, they, they would say like, yeah, that's the point. The whole agenda of the, of the ego is to establish that it's real, that it's special, that it's magical and shiny. Yeah. And it's going like, I get it. It's alluring. It's So there's there's parts of it that are always going to be sort of unpleasant. Yeah. I You know that that part is not my favorite because they're, it seems like that like ends the argument in a way where you're just like, well, then anything I say, you're going to just say is like, that's your ego talking. By the way, I hate that too. I, I, I find, yes, it's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I just want you to know it's actually a pet peeve of mine when people are like, well, that's the ego. We're like, mm-hmm. well, whose problem is that? And you're like, yeah, okay, but it is my problem. Yeah. And the good teachers that I know don't do that. Here's- they don't. They it, Rupert Spira, for example, says somebody's having a problem and they're lost in the woods. I go into the woods where they are and I speak to them in that term. And yeah. then we walk out together. I don't shout to them and say like, come out here. You meet them where they are. You don't just go like, well, that's an in the woods problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think this is what I want to say here. Like this, <clears throat> this is what I feel protective of is the course so wisely says that it's not everyone's path at this, you know, that there are many <laughs> paths. Really, my favorite part of this <laughs> path is that it says this ain't for everybody because <laughs> yeah. this ain't for me. And then you just walk out of the meeting. <laughs> wow. Well, it's kind of what I was going to say Yeah, that it is for you. And it's, and I've seen the positive, you know, effects that it's had. And I love that you're lit up for it. And at this moment in time, it isn't my path. Um, and so I want to just distinguish like when, when it comes up that the course says you don't like this because your ego doesn't like it. It's like, yes, but that is different from maybe you are picking up on that. This isn't your path and that you, you need a gentler path or a more earthy path or some other kind of path. Totally. And that I don't want that to gaslight you hate being gaslit so bad. Uh, yeah, everybody does. No, I know, but I don't have the same. Uh, I don't want to say it's, it's throw the word trauma around. I'm always sensitive to that. Yeah, but like you have more with that. Yeah, and the A Course in Miracles sort of is like 
it's not gaslighting, but it's saying like, we need to look, it, it's one of the lines in it. It's like a famous line. It's like, in order to do this course, you have to be willing to question everything you believe. And you're like, that is not, yeah. that's not fun for, for everybody. For yeah. me, strangely, yeah, even to me, a surprise to me is I'm like, yeah, burn it down. Like, yeah, but that I don't know if that's a defense if I don't really mean that. Like, no, you gotta be careful. That doesn't surprise me because I think in general, you your suffering comes from the fact that you have a very loud voice in your head that forms really strong opinions quickly. And you've recognized... It feels so seen. And you, a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I don't think... It, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I don't think it's bad. That you've made a whole voice. career out of that and you turn it into something really funny that makes people feel seen. It's not dark. Yeah, But no, I've seen you be miserable about that. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily, but you, your brain can torture you in that specific way. Yes. So you like the, I need something stronger. And you also like the, like you want, you find freedom in questioning everything. Those of us who have had a history, a traumatic history of being gaslit, that's not our path. That's okay. Some people go through <laughs> me and lampposts, <laughs> me and every woman in America. Uh, <laughs> well, you whispered that into the microphone. <laughs> uh, oh, so sorry. <laughs> uh, you mean this phallic device? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but but I but that's what I mean. Is it 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 also we have to imagine that what is that? Is it plinko? Plinko? Yeah, plinko. Like, yeah, yeah, it really feels like our bodies and our, our whole makeups are like, we have these core beliefs and core wounds that create these energetic blocks or, or whatever, like things in our Planko machine. And then a belief comes and it just, it goes down, blink, 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 based on our own already... Yes. Pre-existing beliefs and wounds and I'll shapes. Go, yep. And so it's like this, you know, like this went perfectly down and, and and went through and mine like hit a block somewhere and was like, all right, try a different path. Yeah, totally. I'll plink you one more. <laughs> Every peg on my Plinko board of the beliefs that go down or don't go down. If you look closely, one of them says Richard Rohr. One of them says Rob Bell. Yeah. One of them says Byron Katie, Eckhart Tolle. And, they, and that's guiding the planks. Sure. Then there's even another subset of planks. Ken Wapnick, the, the greatest teacher, sort of everyone agrees, the great teacher of the course, um, whose lectures I listen to, looks like Dr. Gary Penn, yeah. who looks kind of enough like my dad or enough like a guy that's kind of like my dad. Mm -hmm. They don't look the same, but they feel... Yep. I mean, and Maharaji's guru reminded him of his dad. Yep. And Tara was, Brock kind of looks like my mom. Yes. Like we're all doing it. And Byron Katie kind of looks like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Helen Shookman, who scribed the course, reminds me of my mom. Mm -hmm. Like the stories I hear about her. Mm -hmm. Like, like we'll get into that another time, but it's, it's a very interesting prophet or whatever you, or scribe. I don't know what, you, what the right word is, but yeah. it's not what you expect. It's not, yeah. it's not like a person whose feet don't touch the ground. Very fascinating, that story. But anyway... Those are the Plinkos. Mm -hmm. But, and, but and also I was, your wounds and your, I would say, too. Everything. Everybody. Your background. Everything. It's written in English. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm 
an English speaker. An Englishman. And I'm an Englishman. And the people associated with, look at how like they reflect back to me these, not that I'm not saying I can't relate to people that, but what a, what a weird like leg up that I'm like, you feel so familiar to mm. me. <laughs> like we're on a train car drinking tea, having this profound experience and every once in a while I just go, you look so familiar to me. <laughs> it's perfect that's what it is yeah and you know just to put a a a little ending here it's like i know because when i'm reading it i get overwhelmed with the grace that it exists like i get Mm. overwhelmed that i'm like oh this this is the feeling of finding the math answers in the back of the book i don't mean that it gives you just here's the meaning of life i just mean like it has the same even that Dan Shao, the guy who helped me through earth science, not by cheating, but he always had his book. He'd always explained things to me. I didn't know what was going on. I was confused and I was scared. Mm. It was really overwhelmed. This is when I had the bald spot. That's mm. how much stress I had on the side of my head. There was a bald patch. Dan Shao was this like graceful, generous presence that would calmly explain things and explain them again and explain mm. them again. That's what the course feels like to me. It's like, mm. I know you're freaking out in this weird high school called reality. Mm. I'm Dan Chow. And even <laughs> that, I need that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that. Not everybody was freaking out in earth science. I was. And I and it's also helping me realize one of the things I think that's very powerful about it is it's like, you think you're happy, but really a lot more than that is going on. Yeah. Meaning like, are you really happy? I, I, I'm, there no, I have no notes on our life. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I was really whole or holding, oh, sure. would I be thinking about drop kicking Brody off a cliff? Mm. I think the answer is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. If Eckhart Tolle was doing a talk and he's like, could someone please shut that fucking dog up? <laughs> He's licking the carpet. It's not, it's Kumail's voice. I don't even know why. I can't do his accent. But it's like everyone would go like, oh, and get a refund. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to look holy. I'm trying to actually fucking be converted. Mm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. The end. The end. Oh, but when I read it, I'm like, I just can't believe it exists. It makes me very happy. All right, here's a poem. Okay. I um, Should I play the music? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. This is a real sort of. Mood change. (laughs) Mood. Mood change. (laughs) I'm laughing. The seashell one? No. I'm just like, this is uh, okay, Val. (laughs) This is like such a Val pick. Can't wait. called Softest of Mornings by Mary Oliver. Softest of... Ugh, my voice. (laughs) Softest of Mornings, hello. And what will you do today, I wonder, to my heart? And how much honey can the heart stand, I wonder, before it must break? This is trivial or nothing. A snail climbing a trellis of leaves and the blue trumpets of its flowers. No doubt clocks are ticking loudly all over the world. I don't hear them. The snail's pale horns extend and wave this way and that as her finger body shuffles forward, leaving behind the silvery path of her slime. O softest of mornings, how shall I break this? 
How shall I move away from the snail and the flowers? How shall I go on with my introspective and ambitious life? So are you, are you asking me? <laughs> It'll be dinner. <laughs> oh my god! What fun! <laughs> what you didn't see was Val closed the book and like looked at me, and it felt like. And you looked at me for a minute, and then. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, are you? Oh, god. you guys were there. Oh. I mean, we don't have to re- tell the re- story. It. Just hit the ten second back button. Hit it back. Hit it back. Oh, that was fun. I love this episode thank you yeah thank you you i loved it want to check in (laughs) hopefully my voice will be back next week i'm a little i'm getting a little tom waits over here i can't tom wait (laughs) i can't tom waits to have my voice back all right babies keep it crispy y'all